Mysteries about the Second Coming of Jesus. In the early hours of December 4, 2009, I saw in a dream that my body was suspended and was moving at a very high speed. Many Christian homes in their fallen states were brought before me and I was told why many would not make heaven as the Lord said he would judge us with the happenings in our homes. First, I was brought to a home where a woman was inflicting pains in the name of punishment on her late sister's children. I saw that this particular woman was a counselor in her church, but she was wicked, neither showing compassion to the sister's orphans nor act according to the dictates of the scriptures at home. Then I heard a voice behind me ask, Is this what you call righteousness and holiness? To oppress the orphans and the fatherless? Within seconds, I was brought to another Christian home where I saw a pastor and his wife contending, exchanging verbal assaults, and cursing each other. The situation in their home was so tense that one could feel bitterness and unforgiveness in the air. I also saw them keep malice and secrets from each other. Again, I heard the same voice ask is this what you call righteousness and holiness, is unforgiveness and filthy communication what you call righteousness and holiness, Jesus said in the Bible, whosoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment and whosoever shall say to his brother, Raka, shall be in danger of the council, but whosoever shall say, you fool, shall be in danger of hell fire, Matt 5 verse 22. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of our mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. I was brought to another home where it was pointed to me that the husband and his wife were deacon and deaconess in their church but their lives were full of acts that do not glorify Christ. Like deceit and being hypocritical to one another which caused dissatisfaction in their marriage, thus exposing themselves to lust. Next was the home of a reverend who connived with his wife to carry out an abortion for their daughter in order to avoid the shame of a reverend daughter's teenage pregnancy. This couple prefer to avoid ridicule from public view that to consider eternity for themselves or their teenage daughter. The Lord said this is widespread in the homes of many who are supposed to uphold righteousness in the household of faith but give excuse of not wanting more children. A lot of couples are in the pretext that they have stopped child rearing who suddenly discover another child is on the way prefer to opt for abortion for conveniences. Though so many government today are legalizing abortion in their nations that should not be a ground for any Christian participate as the Lord frowned towards it by saying thou shall not kill, another vivid house that I saw happens to be white couples whom the wife was an evangelist was working for the Lord with zeal but neglected her duty as a wife to her husband, who fell in a trap into the hand of a strange woman. Likewise, I was brought to homes where Christian parents skill their children through oppression, neglecting and abuse and after each account, the Lord would ask, is this what is referred to as righteousness and holiness? The truth is that the Lord is not happy with believers' behavior standard which is too low compared to what God had expected as scriptural standard. I was brought into many homes while the dwellers were unaware of my presence but I would see them clearly through space will not let me share many of the things I was made to see. Nevertheless, there was one thing I noticed common to every home I was made to enter, which is lie. However, below are the points the Lord laid particular emphasis on. 1. Parents whose children indulge in sin and who refuse to warn them of the danger of hell consequent on their behavior would go to hell for this. 2. 
husband's unbecoming attitude particularly husbands who oppress their wives and or indulge in extramarital affairs would end up in hell. 3. Parents whose homes are soiled with the blood of aborted babies would go to hell. 4. Wife's insubordination to her husband and unforgiving behavior would lead her to hell. 4. Lying, cheating, murder, lust, greed, covetousness, stealing are the order of the day in several Christian homes which have consequence of hell and the Lord said this standard of living is not the standard of God's kingdom. 5. Christian parent who refuse or neglect their wards the biblical knowledge and training. The people that repent and make amendment before it is too late are of the exception. At the end of the chat, I became closely aware of Jesus' presence and realized that he had been pointing out all I had seen, interlacing them with the question is this what your brethren call righteousness and holiness? Suddenly, I noticed two angels approach with the instrument called reed in their hands. Reed is an instrument used by angels to measure temple and the people that are worshipping in it. I recognize this instrument though I had never seen one physically. The angel came to report to Jesus that they had gone round the city of Ibadan to count the saint, and found only 24 people that were ready, it was a shock I had when I heard 24 saints in Ibadan. I had been standing with my back towards Jesus all along, but then, I turned and asked, what 24? What are they referring to as 24? Jesus replied that Father had decided that rapture should take place in spite of believers' compromising attitudes, many don't bother and would not bulge in spite of the fact that God the Father is sending several signals to the earth. To this end, Father designated two angels to every major or minor cities of the world, to count believers whose garment of righteousness is not stained. These two, Jesus continued, are designated to Ibadan, the largest city in Nigeria. And in the province of Ibadan, 24 believers are found prepared and only those would be considered for rapture. I was stunned because I couldn't bring myself to accept what Jesus just said. How could there be only 24 saints whose garments are not stained in the whole of Ibadan or has God rejected us? How come these angels came up with just 24? However, I took a look at the instrument in their hands and then at Jesus and knew in my heart there is no lie in Jesus and the angels but I just couldn't bring myself to accept they came up with only 24 Christians. In reaction to my shock, Jesus said, these angels were sent by God himself to count those who are ready for rapture. Since only 24 were found, it is just those 24 that would be considered for rapture in Ibadan. The counting is also taking place in other cities of the world. Further has decided that whatever number found in every city and province would be considered for rapture and there is no going back. Again, this hit me like thunder and I fell at Jesus' feet sobbing. He neither looked at me nor bothered about my wailing but continued, saying, this is the final lap to rapture and no turning back because things have gone out of hand. At that point. He called my attention to look at the authenticity of rapture. When I looked up, I saw a dark cloud that had thunder, lightning, and fire. As I looked intently, it suddenly opened so I could see what it had enveloped. I knew what I saw in that dream but I couldn't express it because it was deleted from my memory with an instant. However, these are the words that came out of my mouth, Lord, no. Please tell Father, not now. All of us are doomed if this time set for the rapture does not change.
Please, God, change the time. I was overwhelmed with great sorrow which caused my wailing to increase but Jesus would not bulge. In fact, his countenance was fixed with a look that was neither ready to change the verdict nor accept any plea. I then knew that we, Christians, must have wounded God with our nonchalant attitude to his second coming. Nevertheless, I held on to Jesus' feet pleading for a change of the time or an increase in the number but to no avail. He said, you people place the tag of righteousness and holiness on your shoulders to identify yourselves as Christians but refuse to adhere to the standard of God. You have reduced righteousness and holiness to your own standard not what Father laid down. The twenty-four I told you about were measured with righteousness and holiness according to God's standard. Haven't you heard that nothing unclean will ever enter it, nor anyone who practices an abomination or a lie? How can you say you will enter when your heart is filled with lust and greed or when you will not remove your hand from sin that defile your spirit? Jesus suddenly turned right, looked up to the sky and said, Open, let her see the soul who just departed earth. Many who claim to be righteous hold things against others thereby defile themselves with unforgiveness, carry on with pretense, and hide under innocent look when they harbor hatred in their hearts against one another. Is this what you call righteousness and holiness? This is the standard you have set amongst yourselves. This is defilement according to what God laid down in the Bible you carry about. The gate of heaven will turn down such because it has been programmed to receive only righteousness and holiness according to God's own standard and reject any form of defilement. Jesus, then pointed to me the soul of a man who just left the earth and was on his way to holy city. I saw the white garment the man was putting was spotless. Jesus said this man would make it to heaven but that he wanted me to see what he would encounter at the entrance of the holy city. He said it is neither God nor the angels that would turn us down but the gate of heaven. I saw that, as the man approached the gate, a very big book flung open, thundering like the wing of a great bird. Immediately the book opened. Some things jumped out of it and started to attest to the man's lifestyle while on the earth. The first to come out claimed that it was habitual sin and that the man had disowned it two years before his death. All effort to come back into his life proved abortive as the man would not yield to all kinds of pressure despite the fact that he lost his job in the process. Another jumped out and claimed that its own name was greed while yet another said its name was unforgiveness and that he pitched the man's acquaintances against him but the man was the one to ask for forgiveness even when he was not at fault. Another claimed that its name was lust and that the man read his Bible one morning and discovered that he would not get to heaven with lust in his life and chased out the lust in his life. The man was delayed till they all attested to his righteousness then the gate opened for him to enter. No wonder Revelation 14 verse 13 speak of those who die in the Lord that their works follow them. I confirmed this as I watched things come out of the book to testify for this man. Those things would have soiled his garment of righteousness and the gate of heaven would not have opened for him if he had not lived right. Speaking further on righteousness and holiness. Jesus said, some of your brethren ignorantly rely on grace without bothering to avoid sin's pitfall in their imaginations and actions. As long as there is a spot of defilement in you, you are not part of those that have been selected for rapture. Jesus said to me that morning, many who have abandoned their cross were in this category. 
a disciple that will not carry his cross and follow him wherever he goes is defiled, he said a true disciple might sometimes decide to enter into barrenness, affliction of shame, nakedness, sickness, sorrow or any kind of suffering, a true disciple should carry his cross and follow Jesus wherever he turn to and abide by God's intervention, yet another in this category, Jesus went on, are those who have abandoned God as their first love, they have filled their hearts with the cares of this world and that is where greed, lust and such defilements have their grip. Anyone who does not put God first is not fit for heaven as long as they have made other things take the place of God in their heart. He said this is uncleanness and can defile our temple. It is based on these that the twenty-four saints were selected. The next day, some brethren and I gathered to pray and plead with the Lord on account of this revelation and his response was that he would give the grace of warning and repentance if only we do like the people of Nineveh. Remember, Jonah was sent to preach to Nineveh saying, Yet forty days, and Nineveh shall be overthrown. The inhabitants believed, repented in dust and ashes, proclaimed a fast and put on sackcloth from the greatest to the least. God saw they were deeply humbled on account of their sins and that they turned away from all their iniquities and repented of all the evil he had threatened them with. The instructions from the Lord is that we should, blow the trumpet in Zion, and sound an alarm in my holy mountain, let all the inhabitants of the land tremble, for the day of the Lord cometh, for it is nigh at hand, therefore also now, said the Lord, turn ye even to me with all your heart, and with fasting, and with weeping and with mourning, and rend your heart, and not your garments, and turn unto the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and of great kindness, and repenteth him of the evil, blow the trumpet in Zion, sanctify a fast, call a solemn assembly, gather the people, sanctify the congregation, assemble the elders, gather the children, and those that suck the breasts, let the bridegroom go forth of his chamber, and the bride out of her closet. Let the priests, the ministers of the Lord, weep between the porch and the altar, and let them say, Spare thy people, O Lord, and give not thine heritage to reproach, that the heathen should rule over them. Ibodan is an ancient and the largest city in the western part of Nigeria with a large percentage of Christian body. The place is a stronghold of Christian faith and has been privileged to raise many diverse personality as ministers of the gospel of Christ that are leaders in forefront. It has also witnessed so many revivals for the body of Christ through different denominations of the gospel.